It is first and moose with Connor, Patrick, and Manny. It's the first week 18 recap ever of the NFL, and it was a great week 18. I there's obviously plenty of jokes today saying that this was the, the best ever week 18 of the NFL, and I definitely lived up to it. And I think uh, more football is, is never uh, a bad thing, especially the NFL. I mean, I'm fine with more football. And I think even if there are bad week 18s in the future, people are just going to immediately think back to the Sunday night football game. We, we just walked away from, but I want to touch on since we're later in the day, a lot of people record podcasts right after the game and get them up in the morning, but we can react to some of the, the coaching Black Monday, as they some people like to call it, some of the coaching firings. And the biggest one is Brian Flores fired after his third season in Miami. A lot of reports are suggesting it was his relationship with QB Tua and things like that. And then also going through three different offensive coordinators during his time in Miami. But I thought he was a good coach, but I want to hear both of y'all's instant reactions to the news if you think it's a good firing where will they go from here or you think it's a bad firing and uh, possibly Flores being now the best coach on the market yeah um I didn't I was very surprised just to just to say that first first of all the other coaches you kind of got like a feeling you weren't really surprised by them but I was it definitely came out of left field when uh when I saw that Brian Flores was let go by the Dolphins um I don't know. I guess it was just like internal issues that they had, like you said, Connor. And I guess you can't really do much about that stuff. Like if you can control it on the field, I guess it's one thing. But when it's internal like that, you can't really do much at that point. Um, but yeah, it was. I don't think it was a good decision really at all because I know they started off rough. It hasn't been like the best of um, pictures out on the field. But I think they won like eight straight or seven straight at one point. And he had a winning record, if I'm not wrong, with the Dolphins there. So I don't know. I don't know how much better you can get with um, with the other options that are out there now with all the firings and stuff like that. So I think they got rid of the, the best option that they had out there. And now they're going to have to look at somebody else who, like a guy like Mike Zimmer maybe or something like Big Fangio, um, they have NFL experience unless they want to go to the college route. But even so, again, I don't think you'll find somebody much better than what Brian Flores is. So uh, very confused with what the Dolphins are doing there. But yeah, that's that's my initial reaction from a from a surprising firing that happened today. I don't really get it, to be completely honest with you. Yes, you know, you think about what they gave up. You, I mean, we'll talk about uh, the draft last year. So. They moved up a couple of spots to take to take Jalen Waddle with the Eagles, who ended up taking Devontae Smith. Personally, I think it worked out either way. Both squad, both teams got what they wanted. Uh, I really don't think there's much difference between them, to be completely honest. I'll, I mean, I'll go out and say it as an Eagles fan. I think Devontae Smith is the better player, and I think the better Bama player as well. Uh, but I really am confused by these reports about from the Dolphins that are saying that, you know, it just it doesn't really make much sense. Yes, you know, there could be, you know, we have no idea what's going on on the inside. So we really can't say what exactly happened. But from what it sounds like, it really is, you know, what Connor and Manny talked about. It is just internal issues, which, you know, for a team that really started to, you know, turn a corner, it, it's shocking to now you know, someone said it on Twitter, if you fire a coach and he instantly becomes the best available coach on the market, you probably messed up badly. So I think the Dolphins made a big blunder in doing this. And honestly, I mean, Brian Flores could easily be in for another head coaching job, but you could also, there's a good chance that he gets another, he gets a defensive coordinator job as well, because He's put in a pretty decent defense in Miami. Granted, you're playing against, you know, some stiff competition in, you know, the Patriots, the Bills, uh, the Chiefs, the Ravens. There's a lot of talent in that AFC. And for the Dolphins to almost make the playoffs and just barely miss it, and then you go off and you fire your head coach who's built a pretty decent culture, it doesn't make much sense to me, to be completely honest. And I think that, 
I mean, it's, I'm really interested to see if he gets another head coaching job because I mean, we'll talk about it. There's a lot of openings now, or he ends up getting a defensive coordinator job, which, you know, again, with the amount of head coaching availability, it's a good chance that he slides in with someone else. And I mean, that would be, I think that would be a great opportunity for any other team to have him right now. So I think the Dolphins really messed up on, you know, deciding to fire Brian Flores. And it really did look like this team was about to really just turn the corner. And, you know, now they have to start her all over again. Jim Harbaugh is already out of the question. They said that you were going to hire him. So you really got to figure out, all right, who we're going to hire. And I think that's the Dolphins have a really, really, really tough time right now in figuring out who's going to be their next head coach. And I think that is the biggest issue is he – was, I guess, predictably the best coach that is on the market now. I think everyone agrees with that. Obviously, there's offensive coaches and defensive coordinators that, that could be better than Brian Flores, but we just don't know yet. But I would say, when in doubt, you're going to stick with the guy you know, and he's he's the best one there. He could easily land at a head coaching position. I think that's kind of like a 50-50 thing, depending on interviews go and whatnot, and uh, – who he knows and who other people know, but uh, he's definitely going to land as a defensive coordinator somewhere. And he's going to be a good defensive coordinator. I mean, he could end up back in uh, new England. And he, I mean, he led a great squad there. So it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. I hope he finds a head coaching position again, eventually. I mean, the old line's bad in Miami and, and it's not his fault necessarily that they took Tua over Justin Herbert in that class. I mean, we all know now Justin Herbert's a, uh, a better pro quarterback. But the the other firings, Matt Nagy, not shocking at all. Mike Zimmerman, not shocking at all. But I guess where do you think – I guess which franchise do you think is better set up for the future, the Vikings or the Bears currently? And, you know, they're, they're both different stages, both QBs, different stages. And I, I think it's going to be interesting to see which – what each franchise goes in uh, which direction, but if you had to bet what team will be good in uh, just next year or the next three years. Might be a surprise a little bit, but I think it could possibly be the bears just because I think um, I think a big topic that we've had or discussion point we've had over the, this NFL season is that Kirk Cousins is not really the guy in Minnesota. He's not, He's kind of being pushed out the door a little bit. Like you're kind of expecting them to move on from him and really get this new young quarterback to really lead that great offense, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, into what it could really be. And I think the Bears already found their guy in Justin Fields. And because Matt Nagy did such a horrendous job there, I think he was very limited. And we haven't really seen what he can do. But I think we can all agree that he is a very special player and he can, and he is capable of stuff. Uh, that uh, Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes, stuff like that, that could be a ceiling if he gets the right help around him. He has all the physical tools. He can make all the throws, but just barely 2,000 yards, seven touchdowns and 10 interceptions, all bottom of the league kind of stats. It's just not what we expected from him. But I think they have uh, the pieces. Or they have their main piece, their main young quarterback to really build around him. And I think that'll be easier to transition into uh, then the Vikings, where they'll have to get rid of him, um, possibly make cap room if they're going to sign a free agent, or and then actually find their guy and be lucky enough to find him. So a lot of question marks there with their process, where the Bears already have their guy. So I think it's easier for them to just build around him with the right head coach. Obviously, you don't want another situation like Matt Nagy, but if they find the right coach and build around him, I think I think they're um, built in or they're built in for being a for competing with the Packers possibly in that division where nobody, there's really no contender. So I think they have the opportunity to really do that if they obviously find the right help uh, around them. I I really hope that they find a good head coach and a good GM for Justin Fields. I think you do have good talent, good talent, even if it doesn't really get utilized the right way. For all that the Bears have messed up, they do have – they have made some good trades. I would argue that the Cleo, Cleo Mack trade was a solid trade. I would say that, you know, 
you're not always going to hit on your on your draft picks. So bringing in someone who's a proven proven pass rusher and you know maybe has dropped off a little bit in I guess his star his X factor his star factor whatever you want to call it and just being able to pat and being able to play well. I think has diminished it a little bit, but still he's a great player. Akeem Hicks is also a great player. And Darnell Mooney, I'm pretty sure is a rookie, if I'm not mistaken. So having though having that kind of core, I think is going to be huge for the Bears. But at this point, it is basically a rebuild. They gotta just admit that this team needs to rebuild and just build through the draft, make smart free agency signings and not and not overpay people. I think that's the biggest thing. And you can't let Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace within 100 miles of Chicago ever again because they honestly were one of the worst head coach GM pairings I'd ever seen in my entire life. And I'm a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. So, you know, it is – I really hope for Justin Fields' sake that he does end up getting – that the Bears do make the right decision in hiring someone who – is going to be able to coach him well and being able to develop him. And I also hope for him that he's, that they're able to find a GM who can finally get some building blocks around Justin Fields, around Cleo Mack, Darnell Mooney, Akeem Hicks. I don't know anyone else in the bears. Am I missing anyone? Probably not Connor. Probably not. But regardless, I think that the bears are, you know, even though it may seem like they're in a bad position, Justin Fields is a great quarterback. We've seen that. We saw that in high school. We saw it on QB1 on Netflix. Uh, we also saw it in college. We knew he was a great quarterback. And I think the potential is there. They just have to get the right coach in, the right coaching staff. If they can do that, I think this Bears team could be good in three, four years. They just have to admit that they got to rebuild at this point. Let's jump into week 18. And we probably had one of the the best. I mean, it's going to be the game of the year. I'd say without a doubt. I feel like everyone was watching it. I think everyone knew this was probably the regular season game of the year. And it's was a great cap off to the regular season. I think one of the best, uh, one of my favorites. I mean, it's memorable. I've never cheered for a tie in my life until this moment. I think tons of people were cheering for a tie. I saw there is the... Uh, one tweet of a video of Justin Herbert. I think he was saying I've never uh, wanted to tie so bad or something along those lines. And I mean, basically everyone wanted to tie besides Pittsburgh Steelers fans, which we, we have one on the podcast in Manny. And I want to kind of take that route first before we uh, go in all in on um, this game, but what was going through your head? I mean, are you, at one point, Manny thinking this is going to end in a tie and that's how your, your season's going to end. Uh, yeah, for sure. At one point in the night, I definitely thought, yeah, this would be the most Steeler thing ever to just actually make the playoffs. Think big Ben's going to keep playing for you and then just have your fate be decided by somebody else, which obviously as a fan, it would have sucked because we thought we were in the playoffs, but we'd been, we would have been out with a tie um, but it would have really thought I couldn't even imagine what Ben would have thought or done if his career ended like that. Um, he would have, he thought he was in the playoffs. And then a few hours later, you find out that two teams tied, which is already ridiculous. Um, and you're not playing anymore. Your career's over. So yeah, I was definitely nervous watching it. I almost at the beginning of the night, I almost really didn't watch the game because why would it end in a tie? I would, I never thought it would have, I but then as the game went on, the Raiders were going to win, I thought. And then the Chargers came back. Justin Herbert played amazing, made some really tough throws, really, really great throws, a bunch of fourth downs, which were just crazy. The whole game was great just to watch as a fan, as a fan of football. But yeah, it got too close to, for comfort for me there at the end. Uh, I was very nervous. But once they got that first down, I, I was really hoping they would kick that field goal, and they did. So Happy we're in the playoffs, I guess, after all that. I think we have to say it. The Steelers are the worst playoff team in a very long time. No offense to you, Manny. Uh, you know, obviously, I I would love to see – I'm glad that Ben's in the playoffs. I'm glad that he gets to, 
you know, I don't even know who the Steelers are playing, to be completely honest. I'll probably check in in a minute. But Chiefs, you know, so Chiefs, most um, likely won't be pretty. Yeah, I was – yeah, there's my – I'm sorry, Manny. I think, Ben, you know what? I'm glad Ben gets to go into the playoffs for the last time, but it is going to be an absolute thrashing of the Steelers by the Chiefs. I really don't – you know, again, it's the Steelers. I think that they they know where they're at. They need to move on. Once Ben retires, it is finding that quarterback because, you know, when you look at it, the Steelers team could be something special, yes, you have a generational talent at running back who, you know, could be one of the best run, who could be one of the best running backs that Pittsburgh has ever had. And that's saying something. So you also have TJ Watt, you have Minka Fitzpatrick, who had a huge play as well to knock out a long, a long catch on Sunday. So, you know, I think that there are a lot of great young pieces that the Steelers have had in there. Again, they're one of the best franchises in football because they are consistency. They are the definition of consistency. They are always in there. They're always somewhere, you know, winning. They're always with a winning record. They're always in the hunt. But at the same time, Ben Roethlisberger has probably taken that team down so many times, unfortunately, just because the type of quarterback that he is was good when he was drafted, but in today's, you know, in today's age of highly mobile quarterbacks, running gun, being able to throw the ball 60 yards down the field, also being able to run a four, five, four, four, you know, he's a, he is a dinosaur in that sense. So I think being able, I think this is a good draft for the Steelers. I think that, it's going to be interesting who they take at quarterback. If they go at any position besides quarterback, I think it's going to be they may trade for someone, a Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. You know, we'll throw we'll throw we'll throw out the names here. You never know what's gonna happen. But there's a lot of there's a lot of potential, you know. There's a, I don't know, I don't know what to say. There's a lot of buzz around this quarterback position for Pittsburgh. I think that they could go in the right, I think they could go in the right direction if they draft the right quarterback. I think a lot of people are saying it's going to be Kenny Pickett. Honestly, I, I wouldn't agree more. I, I don't know what you think, Manny, about the quarterback position, but I think Kenny Pickett would be great. Obviously, Pitt kid literally would stay in the same training facility. So wouldn't have to go that far, just the other half of the facility. So I think Kenny Pickett would be great. I think Malik Willis would be a great pick as well. Matt Corral, if he's there, but I doubt it. So I think there's a lot of buzz around the Steelers. I think that, you know, they're going to lose. I, I really don't see them making it beyond the Chiefs. So I'm interested to see what they do in the draft. If they don't draft a quarterback, who, I mean, I think they're the top, they're the top team for potentially Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers if he leaves. I do think the the Steelers have a good foundation for the future. I mean, Mike Tomlin's a, a easily top 10, top five coach in the NFL. He's steady, knows what he's doing. Seems like he's good. Player relations, and we, we've seen people, players that leave there that uh, continue to cause chaos, and you wonder how he uh, kept it all kind of uh, going there. But more on the, the Raiders-Chargers game. At one point, seemed, well, it still seems like people are, are questioning the, the timeout by Brandon Staley. I don't think it's – I don't know. I, I don't know if it actually went into – I don't know if there's been like a real – I know there's the Derek Carr quote during the Sunday Night Football interview at the end, but it didn't seem like a like real confirmation, like, hey, we were definitely not kicking to win it there. I don't – I just – I don't blame him by any means. I think some people are kind of overacting to those comments by any means, but uh, Manny, what, what do you think that timeout meant? Do you think it would have changed your mind if you were the coach or do you think it changed the mind at all? I mean, I think for sure, like it definitely makes you think about and talk about it on your sideline. I think that's what um, the Raiders coach was saying that once they took their time out, they were really talk. They were actually talking about possibly taking the tie because why, why wouldn't you, you, you want to make sure your team makes the playoffs and you're not really looking out for another team or really care what uh, the other team situation is. You're trying to get your team in and regardless if they won or they tied, they were going to go in. So as long as you didn't lose the game, I think that's what the Raiders are really trying to do. But again, 
I think that timeout decision and what Derek Carr said was, I do agree with you, was kind of being blown out of proportion. I don't think it really impacted it as much as people say it th- it did. Um, their Raiders coach did talk about it, but even still, I think it was just more about what kind of led up to it. Some of the decisions he made leading up to it was what kind of put him in that position, um, really going for it on like fourth and like nine from their own 20 or 18 yard line. I really thought that was the that was probably the worst decision he made in that game and what kind of led to them to being, uh, being down like 15, having to go for two points, tying the game, going overtime. I think that was really what kind of um, caused this game for the Chargers to go downhill and not that timeout that they took. And it's a shame really because Justin Herbert, we we compared to guys like Pat Mahomes, the top tier guys there and Rodgers uh, throwing ability. Um, but we haven't seen him in the playoffs and it's really it seems it's because of coaching decisions, stuff that he really can't control, uh, even though he keeps bailing his team out of it. So it's a shame that the Chargers didn't make didn't make it. But the Raiders, a lot of credit from me goes to them with all the stuff they had to deal with to still be in the playoffs and playing pretty well up to this point is uh, really great to see and props to them and uh, and their coach as well. You know, I really I'm interested to see what happens with the Chargers. Again, I think they're a great team. They have a lot of talent and a lot going for them. You know, you look at it, you are in a brand new stadium, one of the best in the country, if not the best and most up to most like new stadium. I think it's one of the best. I think you have a great training facility as well. That's going to be done in a couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if you guys have seen that yet, but it's beautiful. You have arguably a top oh god a top 15 but I would say probably closer to top 10 quarterback and Justin Herbert uh I think that Keenan Allen is a great option I think that Mike Williams it's going to be interesting to see if they keep him I don't think they will keep him uh I think they also have great talent in defense as well Kenneth Murray's a great pick out of Oklahoma a couple years ago Derwin James, so we know how good of a player he is. And Joey Bosa as well. As a, again, I would be shocked if he didn't make the Hall of Fame. He's an incredible player as well. So I think the Chargers have a lot of great players and a lot of great people to, to build around. Uh, they also have a franchise left tackle, Rashawn Slater. So there's a lot for this team to be happy with right now. Yes, did they not end the season they wanted? They did they not end the season the way they wait the way they wanted it to? No, there was a lot of games where the Chargers definitely should have won, and they blew it. And I think that you know maybe that's down to Brandon Staley, maybe that's down to the players, maybe that's just down to the game plan. Who knows what it is? But fact, or excuse me, fact of the matter is, is that the Chargers blew a lot of games, and I think that they should have been a much higher seed at least. God, the number three, maybe the two seed. Honestly, the Chargers should have been a lot higher in this playoffs, and I'm shocked that they're not in the playoffs now. Uh, Again, I think with the Raiders, you know, we'll get into that, but the Raiders are a team that just hang around. They really, they're always, again, not like the Steelers and the fact that they're always having a winning, winning, winning record and consistency. They just hung in every single game, and they never were really out of it. And even last night, they were always in. And even if it seemed like the Chargers had the upper hand for majority of the game. So I'm shocked to see the Chargers not in the playoffs. I think they have a great team. And, you know, I think there's a lot of great talent, again, in San Diego, not in San Diego, in Los Angeles. And I think even as the season goes on, they draft well. It's been proven time and time again. So I think, you know, maybe a couple more draft picks and, you know, maybe this team goes from being a team that is just at the top of the hump and just is about to get over to a team that finally makes it over and is finally able to compete for an AFC championship and the chance to go to the Super Bowl. So I think this game, the game last night was fantastic. Honestly, I was very impressed with how both teams played, but, you know, in the end, the Raiders won. They just had the more consistent, they had more consistency consistency in the game and you know it's going to be interesting to see what this team does at head coach in the offseason I personally I really think that Rich Passaccia deserves that head coaching job I don't know what you guys think about it but the way he's rallied this team 
with, with everything that's happened this year, John Gruden, the Henry Ruggs incident, just an overall, you know, some discourse around the locker room, the way he's rallied this team and made this team a playoff team. I think it, it doesn't, I don't think it merits coach of the year. I really don't think so, but I definitely think it deserves him getting that head coaching job. I really think so. And I think the Raiders are a dangerous team heading into the playoffs. I mean, especially with the matchup and that goes into even, I think talking about that kick is I believe if they tied, they would have faced the chiefs. And now since they kicked the field goal, they faced the Bengals. Obviously I think most people kick the field goal in that scenario when you're thinking in that manner, but this, I guess the safest bet, if you're just thinking, make the playoffs, you're like, just let the, time run out because a kick could be blocked and they could return it. Something crazy could happen. But if you're thinking matchups, you'd rather play a Bengals team that's been up and down instead of a, a team that is very hot in the, uh, the chiefs right now. But I wanted to jump to Steelers Ravens and they get the win TJ Watt, probably defensive player of the year. I'd say it solidified it yesterday. The defense is great. The offensive struggles but that defense can can keep you in any game and there's enough talented weapons on that offense where they can stick around but i know patrick does not like the steelers situation in the playoffs with manny what's a positive what's a positive outlook how can you convince yourself and others that hey we've got a shot here to beat the chiefs and make a playoff run all right. Well, th- there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things. One is that, like Patrick said, nobody expected us to be here. So why would we play with any sort of nerves or tightness? You're already in the playoffs, which is already a shock. And you're playing pos- possibly the team that everybody thinks is going to represent the AFC. So there should be really no nerves or any ner- or any pressure really on you because you weren't even supposed to be there. Um, you're playing with house money, as they say. So that's one thing that could could help out the situation. And another thing is that uh, Tyreek Hill is dealing with a heel injury or something like that. I know he didn't really finish the game. So that's something to look out for. Um, again, he's a dangerous weapon. He could really change a game in an instant once him and Patrick Mahomes get going. So if he's banged up or he, if he's at a 50, 40%, even 60%, uh, can he really change the game that much if he's not playing healthy? Um, you, that's something to watch out for. So again, the the cards are stacked against us. If I were if I were to put it lightly, so not a lot of people. I even me, I probably don't think we're gonna get past this. I don't even really know if I want us to get past it, just because I know winning the Super Bowl, getting the AFC Championship is very unlikely. So I'd rather like build through the draft or something like that. But I know this, the Steelers team will just always say, Hey, we're shooting for a Super Bowl. If we got a chance, we're in the playoffs now. So uh, I know any Steelers player, Mike Tomlin, anybody in that organization will say we're in the playoffs now. Anything can happen. We're trying to win a Super Bowl, which is, uh, which is very respectable and admirable, but can it happen? Probably not. So again, uh, I'll still be watching that game. Um, they blew us out, I know, like just two weeks ago. So you kind of have that in your memory, kind of have that incentive of getting them back on their home field again, too. So there's a lot of incentives there. You know, you can, you know, how kind of how to attack this team, I guess, because you just played them so recently. You know what you did wrong. And hopefully, hopefully it'll be a closer game. And if it gets close in the fourth quarter, one score game, three points or something, hey, who knows what could happen. So Again, I'm not expecting much, but uh, I'm happy I could watch the Steelers play for at least uh, at least another week. We can jump to the worst loss of the weekend. The Colts losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Annapolis Colts, a team that no one really wants to play, I would say, for the most part. I mean, I, I think it's seven pro bowlers on their team. Most of the NFL, uh, the the hottest running back in the NFL, probably right under when Derrick Henry's in. I would say Jonathan Taylor, you could argue, is the second best running back in the NFL currently. And they lay one of the – they put out one of the worst performances we've seen in a very long time against the Jacksonville Jaguars team that really has nothing to play for at this point besides just pride. 
and you don't make the playoffs, you question what's going to happen with Carson Wentz. You're not sure. And it's, it's very bad. It's a poor outlook. And I mean, it's a team that should have made the playoffs and possibly squeak into an AFC championship. And now they're sitting out of it, asking more questions. Patrick, I know you're an Eagles fan, so it probably makes you a little bit happy that you, I guess, won the trade in a way. I, don't, I still don't think it's like an awful trade for the Colts. It didn't turn out how it was supposed to be, but I don't think it was like the worst trade they've ever made by any means, but it just didn't uh, unfold properly. And Carson Wentz, every once in a while, showed his uh, colors and made some very bad, horrific plays. Yeah, I mean, again, it's been a th- it's been a thing since he was first drafted. He's a great person off the field. He's done some incredible things, both in Philadelphia and Indianapolis. And I think he does need to be commended for that. However, he really does not do well under pressure. He's struggled massively in a lot of games this season for the Colts. I mean, there again, the people were talking about if Carson Wentz was going to be able to take that next step and be able to lead this team when maybe for some reason, Jonathan Taylor wasn't able to get it going. You know, Carson Wentz was going to need going to need to be able to get it going by himself, throwing it to, you know, Michael Pittman Jr., T.Y. Hilton, or Zach Paschal, you know, who are not great targets. That's another thing that the Colts need to improve on massively is, although now with the first round pick, obviously, thank you for that. Uh, I think that they do need to improve that offense just a little bit more. But again, that defense is, I think that it's really confusing. It really is. When you think about it, this team, like you said, Connor, seven pro bowlers, you know, was a team that nobody wanted to play really nobody. And I don't know if you guys watched the hard knocks, but this team looked like a very, very dangerous contender for that AFC championship. And again, the way that these play the last couple of playoffs have gone it's defense. It is the defense. And I mean, the Colts, that's their, honestly, that's their strength is defense. They are one of the best in the, in the entire NFL at taking the ball away, making those clutch plays when that, when it needs to happen. So I think that for the Colts right now, obviously you don't have that first round pick. It's the 16th. They, it's the 16th pick. Uh, Eagles have the 15th pick from Dolphins, 16th pick from the Colts. And currently we have the 19th pick. That's our own pick. So, you know, for the Colts, it's honestly, I'm very, very shocked to see them just absolutely blow up in a bad way against arguably a team who, like you said, Connor, was playing for absolutely nothing. And honestly, I mean, they got lucky that, you know, the uh, whatever, I forget how, what was the scenario for them getting the number one pick. But regardless, they got it, but there's a chance that they could have lost out on. I mean, again, I don't think you can go wrong with either Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau. But I think that, you know, the Jaguars had nothing to play for and have nobody besides Trevor Lawrence and Marvin Marvin Jones Jr., to be completely honest. So for them to win that game in such a dramatic and dominating fashion is shocking. And I don't think that means that, you know, the Colts are necessarily out of it. I still think they're a great team. I still think they're a very young team, too. I mean, majority of your stars are a couple years out of the draft. Darius Leonard was drafted, what, two years ago? Jonathan Taylor was two years ago as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Kenny Moore is a great cornerback as well. He was drafted a couple, I think, a little bit older than those two. Uh, You know, there's... I think Michael Pittman Jr. as well is developing into a wide receiver one. Uh, and he was a couple years ago too. So a lot of the stars for this Colts team are still young. I wouldn't necessarily say they've hit their prime yet. So I'm very interested to see what the Colts do. Uh, I really don't know if Carson Wentz, I think they give Carson Wentz another season. And if he doesn't improve, then Carson Wentz is out. I think he, they'll trade him and get him out of Indianapolis and they're just going to have to, they're going to have to start over at quarterback, unfortunately, but you know what? I'm happy as an Eagles fan. I'm happy about it because we get the higher pick. And honestly, the way that I don't know if you guys check tankathon, but I've literally been checking it every, every probably week for the last 
18 weeks. But right now we get N'Kobe Dean, David Ojabu, and Drake London, the wide receiver from USC. So right now, honestly, I'm happy about it. I don't know if you got we'll, – we'll, we can talk about it, about the Eagles and their situation, you know, whenever. Uh, but this Eagles team – I guess we can go. I mean, I don't know. We can talk about the Eagles, Eagles box game if you guys want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but first, let's hear if Manny had any more thoughts about uh, Man, yeah, Manny go the um previous game we were discussing and the the Colts possibly having one of the the worst losses of ending the the season we've had in a while. I mean, just. Echoing off uh, what Patrick said, I think same feelings, really just checking in on that game as a Steelers fan, obviously the Jacks had to win initially, not very confident in them to do it. Even with the records, the the past history that they've had there in Jacksonville, I really didn't think that they were going to win just because again, the Colts, I already had them locked in as a playoff team. And if they were going to be in there, I really had them. I really didn't know what could happen with the AFC if the Colts were in there. They really kind of match up well with anybody, just the, the way their offense is built and their defense. But again, Carson Wentz really is at fault here, in uh, in my opinion. Just bad throws, on some unlucky interceptions, but most of the throws he made kind of caused those unlucky situations to happen. Um, just fumbled. He fumbled two once or twice, and their their offense was really non-existent really just that disconnect he had with the wide receivers and just the offensive line giving up a lot of pressure it was really not a pretty sight to see if you're a Colts fan especially if you're a Colts fan and for the Jaguars it's it's funny how it plays out when you have nothing to play for but except but you have nothing to play for except ruining the chances of one of your rivals it's funny how a lot of teams play better with uh with that situation in hand so again it was it was great for me uh, watching the Jaguars win, having the Steelers in the playoffs. It was great. Uh, I didn't expect that, but again, just it is kind of confusing now with the Colts. Where do you go from here? Do you stick with Carson Wentz? Do you get rid of him for some odd reason? I don't think they'll do that. But again, it's just a lot of question marks now of where do you go from here? Is is he really the guy to take you forward, to take you to the next step? Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that, if they just rebuild that offense or um, – uh, build up that defense, I should say, a lot more. Maybe get Carson with some more help, which will take away those mistakes. But, yeah, interesting to see what they'll do going forward with Carson, with or without Carson Wentz. All right, moving on to Super Wild Card Weekend with a special Monday Night Football edition as well, first time ever in the playoffs. But starting Saturday night, we have the Raiders, Bengals, and – both these teams have kind of gone up and down consistently. The Raiders have obviously had a, a season that's been all over the place, off the field, not just on the field. But then the Bengals have been kind of inconsistent. But they can really dominate teams and then just look bad the next week. But for this preview, we're going to pick each game and who we think is going to win. And then at the end, we'll do our updated um, Super Bowl picks and our Super Bowl winner. But for Raiders, Bengals, I think I'm going to go Bengals, even though the Raiders I think will be probably a, a hot pick by a lot of people. And I honestly would be fine if the Raiders win. I think that would be very exciting. And I am not a huge Derek Carr fan, but I think Joe Burrow is going to start dominating these playoffs and dominating his div- – not dominating his division, but I think he's going to be around to stay, and the Bengals are going to be a very strong team in, in the division. But on to you, Manny. I mean, how could you not pick the Bengals, really? They have, I think, everything going for them right now, at least offensively. Um, they It just seems like they could keep up with any offense. But say, saying all that, I think I'm going to go with the Raiders. Uh, I like what they're doing kind of right. I like what they're doing right now. I think Derek Carr has uh, improved a little bit. He made some nice throws yesterday. And I just like – this uh this whole story around the Raiders just kind of defying all odds and just finding a way to win games and keep on going. And I think last time they were in the playoffs, Derek Carr didn't play. Uh, so this will be this will be the first time in probably his career, if I'm not mistaken, that he'll really get to show us what he's about. And yeah, I think 
I think they just have the momentum going. I like what their defense is doing. They surprised me yesterday, really watching them, that their defense is pretty, pretty good. So uh, I'm going to go with them to really offset the, the red hot Bengals right now and kind of shut out Joe, shut down Joe Burrow and, uh, and Jamar Chase. I think I'm going to, it's going to be a tough, I think it's going to be a good game. Honestly, I think the Raiders, obviously they've gone through a lot this season, but I think with the way the Bengals have just played, I think the, and the way that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have really bonded together as one of the, as a great quarterback and wide receiver duo, I think I'm going to take the Bengals in this game. I think that they're just the hotter team. I think they're, I think they've just been a little bit more consistent. And I think this team is ready to take it to the next level. So I'm going to pick, I'm going to take the Bengals in this game. I think the Raiders give them a good shot, but ultimately in the end, the Bengals take this one. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be one score. And then to end Saturday night, we've got a rivalry. I think a very exciting uh, wild card weekend game. Patriots, Bills. I don't love the Bills, and I just still think Bill Belichick kind of lives rent-free in a lot of those Bills fans' heads and uh, players and staff on that team. So I'm going to go Patriots here. I think he'll find a way to still get the win. Obviously, it probably won't be the same way he did uh, earlier in the regular season where he only had to pass it three times. But I'm excited to see the play calling, and I I think it's sometimes humorous when one team owns another team consistently. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it with the Patriots here. Uh, I'm going to tag along with that, and I'm going to say the Patriots. Um, really, when you give Bill Belichick a chance to play your team three times in just one season, I think just – gives him all all the advantage even more than he already had so so I think um I think just that and the fact that Mac Jones really didn't play that well last time uh, the most recent time that they played the Bills he kind of threw a cup an interception they their offense didn't really seem to get going uh, I think that'll be different this time and I think he'll play a lot better even traveling to Buffalo where they already won but that game doesn't really really count really that game was an interesting sight to see, but I think this will be different, a lot similar to the game we got recently in uh, New England, but I think this time the Patriots will take it, and then the Patriots will move on further into the playoffs like we've gotten accustomed to seeing. Yeah, I think it's honestly, it's going to be a great game, but I think that just, you know, again, it's the Patriots, it's Bill Belichick, uh, it's Josh McDaniels. Uh, they've been in so many playoffs at this point that it's really hard to, you know, think about how much success they've had. Yes, they didn't have the greatest season last season, but I think this team has really turned it around this season, which is weird to say for the Patriots. But I think that it's going it's going to be a great game. I really think it's again it's going to come down to the absolute wire. But I'm going to go with Connor. I think I'm going to take the Patriots here. I think the Bills are a great team again, but I think they just—it's just a matter of the—it's just a matter of Bill Belichick owning the Bills over and over again. You know, they split their season series, and you know, each of the whoever was the home team lost each time. So, you know, there's a good likelihood that the Bills will go down in Buffalo and will watch the Patriots move on. So I'm going to take the Patriots in this one. Heading to Sunday, we've got Eagles-Buccaneers 1 p.m. game. And, gosh, I wish I could pick the Eagles, but I, I don't think I can. I, I would rather face them, to be honest, if down the line. But I think the Buccaneers are a better team, even with the uh, – if Antonio Brown is distracting the team whatsoever. I doubt he's distracting Brady because Brady seems like a guy that can't be distracted, in all honesty. But – I don't know. That's a close relationship, apparently. So maybe it is distracting them. But I'll, I'll go Buccaneers. I think their defense is is solid, going to continue to be solid, and uh, can't really vote against Brady, sadly, even though he's 44 years old. Uh, I'm going to let Patrick go first on this one just because I'm on the ropes, and I want to see if you can convince me to go with the Eagles. So I'll let Patrick go first. All right. So obviously the resident Eagles fan, it's going to be a great game. I'm very happy how this playoffs ended up turning out with us getting the Buccaneers just because they haven't had the greatest run defense at time this season. Yes, 
Vita Vea is going to be an absolute menace and is going to probably cause me gray hairs throughout the game and throughout the rest of my life, probably. But at the same time, all the stars are aligning for the Eagles. The Eagles, 2004, play, or 2000, what? No, 2003, 2004, 2003, in, in Tampa Bay, lost to the Buccaneers on one of the, one of the worst plays I've ever seen. Well, okay, not that I've ever seen, but one of the worst plays that the Eagles fans have ever seen. All the stars are aligning. We've beaten Tom Brady before. I'm predicting an Eagles win. Eagles upset the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay against Tom Brady. They get they finally get the upper hand on Brady again. And they go two to one. I'm take I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Eagles. And oh, this is gonna be a good one. Eagles rush for over 200 plus yards. That was very convincing. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. This is this is tight just because how can I go against Tom Brady? He'll pro- if I do, he'll probably prove me wrong. But it's just tough. They have no – they just have Mike Evans, and I think he might be banged up a little bit. He's kind of in the air. So, I don't know. It's just tough. That defense is just really not convincing me at all. So, I'm just going to – I'm going to go with Patrick. I think the Eagles are going to shock – are going to shock a lot of people. I'm going against Tom Brady again. Um, he'll probably prove me wrong again, but I, I don't think, I think this is very likely that the Eagles, me and Patrick were talking about it like a week or two ago, that this would be the most likely matchup to see the Eagles go through because of the situation the Bucs are in. So I think the Eagles will win in a very, very tight game where Tom Brady will probably throw an interception or two where it'll, it'll cost them the game. So I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. All right. And then to 4.30 PM. 49ers, Cowboys. I'm kind of nervous about the Cowboys, to be honest. I wish it didn't have to be. They're they're loud, very loud fans. The media gets loud about them. But, man, the 49ers, I think, is a good team to be able to beat them. I think their defense is good enough. I think they can run it on them. So I'm going 49ers here. I want the Cowboys out of the way. I I just don't want to deal with their fans continuing to go down. I don't and I think, you know, honestly, Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders. The 49ers kind of are-ish, but I would be more worried about the Cowboys. But I'm going upset here and going 49ers over the Cowboys. Yeah, I think it's, again, the Cowboys, you just don't know what Cowboys team you're going to get. Or are we going to see the team that blew out the, the Eagles and the football team by, like, a combined score of, like, 100 to, like, 40-something, 50-something? It's... It's very tough for this one, but I think I think the Cowboys will I think they will pull it out this time around. I think we've seen it too many times where they've just let let down everybody. Well, not everybody, because at this point I think everybody's kind of getting used to them losing in the first round. But I think this 49ers defense is hasn't really convinced me enough. I think their secondary is I is not that well uh, put together. Their pass rush is the best part of their defense, but I think I think Dak will just get it out quick, and those receivers just don't match up very well with the with the 49ers defensive back. So I think it'll be too much for the defense to handle, and I think um, Jimmy Garoppolo will be put in a situation where he'll try and have to win the game, and he'll get strip sacked or throw an interception to to Trayvon Diggs after he's most likely given up 100 yards to whoever he's covering, but he'll make the game-winning interception somehow. So I think that's what will happen. I'll pick the Cowboys to, to finally get through uh, in the first round. I really – I hate this. Obviously, I hate the Cowboys with every bone in my body, but this 49ers team really just does not convince me enough. This is one of the greatest rivalry rivalries – of all NFL playoff history, you know, the last time this these two teams played in the in the postseason was 1994, which is also the last time that the 49ers happened to win, you know, the Super Bowl. So I think it's a very I'm very, very happy to see this matchup just because it's one of the best rivalries of all time. A lot of history between these teams, a lot of great stars, Hall of Famers on both of these teams. I just I find it hard to not pick the Cowboys in this game. I think that yes, you don't have Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup's out. 
you only have CD Lamb. Well, okay. You have CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Cedric Wilson. You have Ezekiel Elliott, but honestly, I think Zeke is declining faster and faster every year. And I think he'll be out of the league in a couple of years, to be completely honest. Uh, the Cowboys defense is good, is good. I think they're probably they're a very, they're a good team. But at the same time, those DBs are, to be completely honest, they're trash. I think Trayvon Diggs is the most wildly overrated quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life. The only reason he, again, the only reason he is even being considered for a great, like being a, a decent player, is just that he has 11 interceptions, which is good. I'm not going to slight, I'm not going to slight him for that. But the fact of the matter is he consistently gets burnt on at least 95% of his routes every single time. So, you know, as much as I want to pick the 49ers to upset the Cowboys, oh God, it's hard to pick. I don't want to pick the Cowboys. Screw it. Who cares? I'm picking the 49ers. Let's go with the 49ers, upset the Cowboys. Uh, I just can't pick the Cowboys. I can't do it. It's It's not me. Sunday night football, Steelers, Chiefs. I think we know where Patrick will go by his discussions earlier. I'm going to go Chiefs. I think they have a better team. I hope the Steelers make it interesting. I, I would love it if the Steelers won, I think. I mean, I like Big Ben continuing his uh, kind of farewell tour. But, uh, Manny, what, what do you think here? Um, I don't know. It's weird because with the last times we've been in the playoffs, we've been the favorite, and then we end up disappointing me, especially all of our fans, all of the Steelers fans that finally think they're in a good position to win, and they lose in the first or second round because of just awful play. Now it's completely switched, and we have nobody expects us to win at all. We have no chance, and I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers because – I'm obviously a Steelers fan. I'm not going to pick the Chiefs just because they have all – everything favors them. But I don't know. I really hope, like you said, Connor, that this game is close in the fourth quarter, a score or 10 points or something like that, and it makes it interesting just because I want to watch this game. I don't want to possibly click off this off this game in, like, the second quarter when we're down, like, 24 to zero or something like that. I hope this game's close because I'd really love to watch this game in its entirety, but I'm going to pick the Steelers again. Maybe they'll, they'll surprise everybody and plays and play who play the Titans next week. Who will, who I know we could definitely beat. So I'm going to go with the Steelers to, to uh, possibly the biggest upset in recent memory in the playoffs. God, I mean, again, I would obviously love for the Steelers to win this game, prolong Ben Roethlisberger and give him another week. But I think that the Chiefs, I'm going to pick the Chiefs, but I'll say this, is that the Steelers really had nothing to lose. They weren't expected to make the playoffs. Ben Roethlisberger will retire. There's no question about that at this point. So really, any time, any extra playing time, is just icing on the cake for him. So, in my mind, the Steelers have nothing to lose and the Chiefs have everything to lose. So, you know, could that play into this game? I think that's a very real possibility. I think the Steelers are going to be rallied around Ben Roethlisberger because, again, this is probably going to be his last game. So the Steelers are going to want, him, want to give him the best last game that they possibly can or end up winning. So it's tough because I want to pick the Steelers. I really do. But I'm going to say the Chiefs. I do think, however, the Steelers running game is going to go rampant against that Chiefs defense because they've been porous at times this season, especially against the run. I think Najee Harris is going to go north of 150. I think that's a 150, two touchdowns. And for the final game of the weekend, Monday Night Football, Cardinals, Rams, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is who the Packers would play. And I don't want to play either of these teams, to be honest. But my gut says, because I kind of think this game is one of the, the bigger toss-ups of the weekend, I would say. I think there's a couple toss-ups, but I say this is one where I really am not sure which way it'll go. But I'm going to go Rams here. I trust Matthew Stafford more than Kyler Moore, 
Murray and more than Cliff Kingsbury at this point. I trust uh, Sean McVay over Cliff Kingsbury at this point. And I think the Rams have just showed that they're a more consistent team where the Cardinals started very hot, but now they're kind of cooling down. And I expect that uh, cooling down to continue into the playoffs. It's really tough um, because obviously if DeAndre Hopkins was able to play, I would, I would side more with the Cardinals. Uh, it's just, again, it's weird because they played each other now third, third time in a third time this season. And it's in SoFi where the Cardinals did, did win. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird to see how it'll come out, which Kyler Murray we're going to see if uh, Cliff Kingsbury calls the right plays, if his defense is lined up to, to uh to kind of defend that high powered offense that the Rams have who just got Cam Akers back too. So it all signs point towards the Rams, but again, it's just Matthew Stafford just it, we've never seen him in the in this stage. So uh it, there's a lot of uncertainty with him. There he is prone to making uh weird and costly interceptions. He made one this past week. Um they still won the division, but even still, I think I think I'm gonna go with the Cardinals here just because I think both teams are inexperienced, but I think Matthew Stafford will will throw an interception, will make a mistake in this game, but that will cost them. And the Rams will be will be left after this game thinking, how did we lose with all this talent? They're almost impossible for them to lose, but I think the Cardinals will will definitely get lucky in this game and they'll they'll squeeze out a victory over this this Rams team that a lot of people probably have uh, in the NFC championship. And I agree with you guys. I think this is going to be probably the biggest toss-up of the weekend. It's going to be, again, it's going to be very interesting. I think two great quarterbacks, two good head coaches, both up and coming in the league. A lot of great offensive talent, great defensive talent as well. It could really go either way, and I think it would not be shocking, to be completely honest. But at the same time, Cardinals and Rams – split their season season both home team home team and every in both games lost so that's not promising for the rams in this one uh i think that yes the cardinals have been cooling down and is that promising at all i really don't think so but matt stafford's never played in the playoffs i can't trust him i'm going to go with the cardinals in this one as much as i want to pick the Rams because I really want to get Matt Stafford a playoff win. I, I I don't know. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Cardinals. I'll probably be proven wrong to be completely honest with you. I think the Rams will win it, but I'm going to say Cardinals. I think that Kyler Murray's going to have a great game. I think D hop's going to play well. And I think that offense just gets going. And I think it's going to, you know, I think it's just going to win them that game. I think defense is going to be a huge factor in this game as well. Both of these teams have great defenses. The Rams have a better one. I'm going to go Cardinals. Cardinals take this one, and they move on to the divisional. And I think it's just – it's kind of weird because I feel like we're all saying it like it's a toss-up game. But I don't think that means this game will be like – close I, I could see it being close but I could also see one team just blowing out the other and I think that's a very realistic where one of these teams just decides not to show up and the others on their a game but now we can move on as our final part of this podcast is heading into the playoffs to our Super Bowl predictions and Super Bowl winners I believe I feel like I picked Packers. I should have re-listened to it and see who I'll pick. But I believe I picked Packers, Bills. I'm not very high in the Bills anymore. Uh, I don't think they'll they have the they have a shot to make the the Super Bowl. I guess, but I don't think it'll happen. Unlike the the Packers, I still stand firm. So I'm keeping the Packers as a Super Bowl selection making. I think they're a team that's uh, hopefully going to get better. David Bakhtiari's back. Josh Myers is back. Seems like Zedarius Smith is coming back and Jerry Alexander. So this team is going to get better, hopefully, if it all meshes properly and all those teams, all those players do come back. So that makes me very hopeful. Still nervous, still on edge. I, I don't want to be one of those teams that loses in the divisional round. But coming out of the NFC Packers, coming out of the AFC, I'm going to go Chiefs. 
I hate that. It's the Chiefs, but I'm going to go Chiefs. I think they're going to find a way to do it. And especially if uh, the Titans can't figure things out, I think they honestly have a, a decent road ahead of them where they can f- find their way into the Super Bowl. And right there is where I hate to pick the Packers because I don't want to jinx them, but I'm I'm going to pick the Packers. I'm, I'm going to go Packers, Super Bowl win, 31. We'll go 23, 31-23 Packers. Uh, Should have won it last year. And then I wouldn't feel on as edge. I would be on edge, but I want to be as nervous. But we have last year's Super Bowl win. But uh, I'll go Packers, and um, I'll be nervous about it for the next couple of weeks, for the next month. Um, It's tough because when uh, I think me and Patrick did it one of these weeks, it was – we were trying to pick, and it was – it's it's so confusing, I think, which is what makes it – a great playoffs to watch this year because you really don't know what's going to happen. But I think for all Packers fans' sake, I think the Packers will definitely – this will be their year that they make make the Super Bowl um, because I, I think if they don't, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers will probably leave. Uh, not Devontae Adams because I think you, they'll franchise tag him. But I think the, the Packers will be my pick from the NFC. Uh, and from the AFC, it's, it's even more difficult to decide. I would – love to say the Titans really just because um they'll have Derrick Henry at some point I assume um in these playoffs if they get deep enough uh, I don't know how healthy he is or how ready he is to come back but I assume they'll have him they have home field advantage uh, they're a different animal when uh, when Derrick Henry's playing but saying all that I know I I picked the Steelers to win but throwing out all biases that I have I think it'll probably be the Chiefs um representing the AFC because Again, they're just too overwhelming on offense. They can really keep up with anybody. And in the Super Bowl, I have the same Super Bowl matchup. And I think I think the Packers will I think the Packers will win it this time. I think the last two years have been rough for them. I think this will be their year. And I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with a score of 26 to 20. I think it'll be very close. I still think it'll be very close, but I'll th- I'll, I'll take the Packers in the same Super Bowl matchup. I go different just because I don't think it's the Packers year. I really, as much as I want to say it is, I don't think it is. I think that they've had, obviously, with the Aaron Rodgers thing, controversy, whatever, you know, whatever you want to say about it, who cares? You know, I don't know if this is, again, the Packers are a team that's good. They have a lot of stars. They have a lot of good depth at a lot of good positions. Getting back Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander, Zadarius Smith. You have Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Valdez Scantling, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. You go on and on. Rashawn Gary. You know, there's a lot of great talent on this Packers team. And, you know, my hat's off to the Packers front office. They've done a great job at getting a lot of young, great stars on the Packers. But I'm going to stick with my pick from a couple weeks ago. Actually, no, I can't. I can't. I can't do that. No, I'm going to go Packers. Packers make the NFC championship. Uh, I can't say I think I do think the Eagles win against the Buccaneers. But I think, however, my problem, my only thing is, is that most likely they're going to play whoever wins. I think it's the I forget. I think it's the car. I think it's going to be the Packers, if I'm not mistaken. I think the Eagles will play the Packers in the divisional. Uh, I think that would be a great game. First off, I think it'd be, you know, I, I can't wait to watch that. But I think the Packers win. Packers make the NFC championship. I'm going to say, oh, boy, I don't know. I, I'm I'm probably going to go NFC championship. Cardinals, Packers, Packers make the championship. Packers make the Super Bowl. Titans do get Derrick Henry back. They have brought him back off IR in week 18. He looks healthy. He's gonna have two, he's gonna have two weeks to two extra weeks to recover, week 18, and also this bye week. So I'm gonna go Packers Titans, which is a great game. First off, I think that's gonna be one of the best Super Bowls. Oh, uh, if Derrick Henry, if Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry, I'm going to say Titans take the Super Bowl, and I think that's their first one, if I'm not mistaken. So, if Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry and he goes off, Titans will win that game. 
I think 35-21. But if Derrick Henry is, you know, gets shut down, I think the I think that, you know, the Packers, it's gonna be a closer game. And I'm gonna say 27-24 Packers. So Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry, 35-21 Titans. If Derrick Henry gets shut down, 27-24 Packers win on a last second field goal by Mason Crosby. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for our, our podcast. Got some picks for Wild Card Weekend. Got our Super Bowl picks in, and, you know, they probably uh, don't like that we all pick the Packers, to be honest. That's that's scary because, I mean, generally I feel like uh, when teams – when people are so high on a team, it generally doesn't work out. So that, that doesn't excite me, but I'm sure the Packers will be a lot of analyst picks to win the Super Bowl. And uh, – I hope they do it. I'm not sure they will. But, um, yeah, I think we're looking forward to a very good playoff picture. And it's going to be a a fun January and uh, February. So stay tuned to more First Moose presented by United to the Moose with Connor, Patrick, and Manny. Thank you for listening as always.